Population Country. It's that time again. It's the Fun with Bitcoin podcast. This is season three, episode six, and I'm your host, Phil. Hope everybody's having a great week. I sat down and had a really cool conversation with Joe Rogers, who's putting together a website called Words, um, which obviously I'll include all the details in the show notes and everybody can check it out. He is curating some amazing Bitcoin material, and I encourage, you know, noobs and, you know, well-learned Bitcoiners alike to go and check it out because there will definitely be something that you're going to find over there. Anyways, um, without further ado, here is my amazing totally out there conversation with Joe Rogers. I've got somebody that I met on Telegram uh, in the Taco Carnivore Bitcoin Plebes group and uh, that I speak to on Twitter. He's Joe Rogers and he's doing something really interesting in Bitcoin. He's got a website called Words and it is a monthly Bitcoin journal. But I feel like there's a lot more going on there than just that because I've poked around the site and there is some really amazing articles and possibly I'd say you're curating some of the best Bitcoin material. So, Joe, I'm really happy to have you on my show. Thank you very much for joining me and the listeners on the Fun with Bitcoin podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Very excited to be here. Cool, cool. So look, uh, we're going to dive right into it. Uh, as is customary, I'd, I'd like to uh, I'd like to hear your rabbit hole story and uh, you know the uh, the thinker behind the thoughts. You know, like what led you to Bitcoin sure. and uh, how are you here now? I'm going to make it brief. Um, <laughs> I've, I think that. Well, hey, first of all, thank you so much for having me. This is uh, my first pod, so um, you know, very very excited to be here. But I've listened to so many of these, so I think I've got a good gist on what exactly uh, how this should flow. But um, <laughs> I, I became aware of, I think I, I'm more of like on the economic side of the Bitcoiner. I'm not on the technical side of things. I became aware of the Ron Paul revolution back when he was running. I went to the local meetups and um, got fascinated by the whole libertarian side of things. So that, that's, that was kind of like my foundation um, for the economic side of things. I, I started uh, stacking gold and silver bullion and that sort of thing because I thought the world was going to come to an end and I thought sound money mattered back in those days. But um, it wasn't until um, many, fast forward a couple years later, probably like 2014, um, I was new, a newlywed. I had a kiddo and I had a, uh, this is, this is the true story. This is how I became a Bitcoiner. I had purchased some Bitcoin because I have a, um, network access storage, a NAS at my house. And I had all my wedding pictures and my baby pictures on there. And one day I got an email that it had been hacked. And the hackers were demanding a ransom and they wanted Bitcoin in order to access everything. So as a, a new husband and a new father, I felt very shitty uh, because here I have lost all of my newborn baby pics, my wedding pics. And um, I had to go tell between the legs and tell my wife this terrible story. And um, I was prepared. I got on Coinbase and I had already bought the 0.6 Bitcoin ransom. I don't know. I don't remember what the dollar amount was back then. It was probably late 2014. So I was prepared to pay the ransom. And my wife, she looks at me and tells me I'm so stupid and that she had everything. I had told her to delete everything off of her computer. She didn't listen to me. All the good picks were still on her computer. Um, so everything was safe. 
Uh, but uh, here I was sitting with some Bitcoin. So my, my like uh, Genesis story was kind of through tragedy. I purchased it because I got hacked and um, I just kind of sat on it and uh, I never really thought about it again until the big bull run in 17. And then obviously price drives attention. And I remembered, Hey, I have some of this in a uh, random Coinbase account. So, I mean, that, that right there is kind of how I got uh, my, 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 toe dipped in the rabbit hole of Bitcoin. Okay. That is definitely uh, one of the more interesting stories that I've heard. That's uh, that's pretty crazy though. Um, yeah. It wasn't like and- this. Uh, it wasn't because I read the white paper. It wasn't because <laughs> I had this like uh, burning spirit to just have uh, in the fed. Of course I had that, I had that inside of me, but it wasn't, that is the only got me to Bitcoin. It was um, because of a hacker. Um, that's what got me to hold some Bitcoin. That's fantastic though. Um, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Like out of tragedy came something good. Like, thank God she didn't listen. And thank God that she had all those files. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm thinking, oh, it's fantastic. Uh, uh, my wife, I told her, I said, babe, I got this NAS. It's got redundant hard drives. You can literally save all this space on your computer. And um, she just kind of nodded her head and laughed. And she did not listen to me at all. And thank God she didn't. No, that's fantastic. Um, so, okay. So this happened and 2017 price discovery. So, okay. So, I mean, like everybody, right. Uh, there's obviously 50, you know, at this point, like 1500 other, you know, shit coins sure. and, and, and what's, what's going on? Like you're, you still, oh you had this, you had this Bitcoin, but you know, like, uh, at some point, I mean, you know, you got to the point where you are now, where you got with words and it's Bitcoin only. So, yeah. So, something I feel like something right. happened. <laughs> there, there's a story behind it for sure. I mean, I think that I, I've heard it before, and I I can't agree more that as someone who has not done the research, I fell down the rabbit hole of just the memes of each of the coins. You know, seventeen was happening, and I think that you're kind of brainwashed growing up. You know, like, diversify, diversify. And I was the person that was just buying a little bit of everything. And I was just nodding my head and marching to the beat of the memes Yep. for all the coins. You know, Bitcoin is gold. Litecoin is silver. Bitcoin cash is faster Bitcoin. And Ripple is for the banks. It's just, it's ridiculous. And um, the truth of the matter is that, you know, I was buying into that and diversifying and peddling in those things. And um it took a long time. I think that it took the bear coming along and it was pretty evident that there was, you know, one asset that was holding its own. It was Bitcoin, of course. Um, but everything was just getting slayed and I obviously got rid of that and got back into Bitcoin and, um, just held on to every last, you know, Satoshi that I could throughout the entire bear market, you know, from the top down to the bottom. Um, so, I mean, I I bought into those memes and I think that, you know, there's a lot of work for us um, people who care about Bitcoin because we are, we are the marketing engine for Bitcoin um, to get out there and educate people uh, to really tell the memes, tell the story, frame it around, you know, truth and liberty and freedom. So anyway, that learning that way and and going down that, that, that path of diversifying um, 
throughout the year, man, I'm sorry. I'm all over the place. I'm just thinking so much, but I finally got to a point um, throughout all of 2018, just doing a, a ton of research. I didn't, I've I had a Twitter account since like 2010 or something like that, but I never really understood it. And then finally with Bitcoin and my fascination around it, I started following folks and I finally started following like personalities on YouTube and went down that path. And I finally got to a point where I felt like, man, I'm following all this information. I've been following blogs for a long time. I've done a little bit of curation in the past. I thought, man, I should do a crypto newsletter. And that, that was my like big idea. So I started making a big spreadsheet of like interesting articles that I came across and it quickly grew really, really big. Tons of rows, as you can imagine, there's tons <laughs> of news that's happening across space, you know, beyond just Bitcoin. Oh yeah. Through personal conversations. And I, I and thank God every day <laughs> I slid into some DMs with uh, Goldstein, Michael Goldstein at Satoshi Nakamoto Institute. He's so fantastic and DMs are open with him. I'm um, just talking to him about, you know, I had this big idea and, you know, would he be interested in any kind of collaboration before I had produced anything? And I told him my idea and he was pretty adamant about, hey, Joe, look, appreciate what you're doing, but I really have no interest whatsoever in anything besides Bitcoin. I think it's all a big scam and yada, yada, yada. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. I don't even think those were his exact words. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but he essentially, you know, helped me see the light that, Hey, there's one thing to focus on. So I started doing more homework and I finally launched. It was literally like March 1st was the first time that I put out anything uh, for the journal. Um, and it was Bitcoin only since day one. So that I'm pretty proud of that. So anyway, that's kind of a long story about how, how I got to where I am. And um, man, just super bullish and excited to be here. Man, that's fantastic. And definitely a big shout out to uh, to Mike Goldstein and uh, Pierre Rochard because uh, oh, they, both those guys right? are killer. I mean, they're they're open DM. They they literally they've been doing it so for, for so long. And uh, I've heard stories in the past. You know, some of the OGs. You know, you get tired of the entry level questions, but they'll take them. They took mine. Um, they guided me. And so, you know, my my hope is that you know the next generation you know, we, we pass the torch, you know, we're there to take some of those easy questions, take some of the burden off the OGs um, and help. I think that what we've seen is just some really fantastic resources and onboarding tools be spun up over the past 24 months. So man, that I'm just so excited to be part of that. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's talk, let's dive into the, uh, these resources, right? Like uh, specifically the, the resource that you're creating uh, words. So, um, I, I noticed that you're curating. I mean, to me, you're curating like the the best, um, most diverse Bitcoin articles that uh, that we can find. But like you're, you're doing a monthly journal, but it seems like you could just, you know, go on the website and pretty much find any article you want as well. Sure. So <clears throat> the way that the website set up um, today, it, it's basically I, I wanted to create something for. Um, you know, somebody who doesn't have time to spend time on Twitter all day, someone who doesn't, um, you know, cruise medium all day, but something that could be published where you could see thoughtful articles from, you know, the thought leaders either on Twitter or on, you know, a medium post or a blog post, um, basically any kind of written format besides like formal, like educational white papers. Cause I think there's a place for that. That's not what this is. It's really like essays and kind of long form articles. 
um, so that someone could kind of see what the, what people were writing for that month. So that was kind of the idea behind it because I've, I've done my homework. I don't, I haven't, I wasn't able to find anything like that. Um, so I wanted to kind of bundle them all together in some kind of digestible format. So words became, you know, in its HTML format, if you just visit the website, um, I see now that it goes all the way back to uh, February 18 um, monthly journal. So if you just go to the website and hover over journals, you can see there's kind of monthly um, bundled together web pages that have all the kind of all the articles that happened that were published during that month. But the idea is that you know, we'll, we'll share that out that web page, but also we'll bundle it into a PDF format uh, just so it's portable and it's kind of nice to look at and some crazy people are printing them out. Um, cool. But the idea for the the project, you know, it, it dates back to, it started one year ago. So it's 2020 back in, you know, spring 2019, but I'm trying to go backwards to towards Genesis block. So I'm, I've been doing a ton of homework of trying to locate and dig up, you know, fantastic articles that have been written backwards through time. So I'm kind of going month by month backwards through time as well as forwards, you know, cause things are happening <laughs> linearly forwards. So I'm kind of going both ways on the, the time scale to, to try to track down the best articles and updating the journals as I come across new stuff. That's awesome, man. Just sitting on the fence, you know? Yeah, for sure. Right between the past and uh, you're right between the past and the present. So it's interesting. Man, it's, it's crazy to go through these, through the timeline and you can see where different people have contributed and where they've stepped away from the scene, which is fine, of course. But um, it's interesting to see just certain names pop up. And then you see certain names that have been present for many, many years, and they just continue cranking out content. I mean, um, the, the space is really fascinating. I, I, you know, just looking, of course, I'm biased, but I think if you look at some of the other um, coins that are out there, you will not find another um, body of work that has been published that could even compare to what has been written about Bitcoin. Yeah, I definitely going to agree. So, okay, I'm going to uh, going to put you on the spot and ask you here. Sure. Because you're curating all this info so far. Okay, no pressure, but if you can remember, what are your favorite, like, uh, we'll say, Bitcoin articles or authors, you know, whichever, okay. whichever one you can come up with. And we'll, uh, we'll share the links in the, uh, in the show notes for the listeners. Sure, sure, sure. So, <clears throat> um, there, I've got two folks that come to mind and you did not prepare me for this. So, <laughs> um, I've been off the I did top not. of my mind. There's, there's a bunch, there's a bunch of people that I think are really fantastic, but there's two authors that kind of right now I'm just, I, I just love where their heads are at. Um, first one is going to be probably more well-known, our friend Gigi. Oh, yeah. I think that uh, Gigi, I, I mean, I bought his book. I've Same. been following his stuff. I'm super bullish on what he's writing. Um, I really like his, his spirituality aspect, where he's coming from. That's kind of a side project that I got going on. I'll talk about that more later on. But I just love where him. I love where his head's at. I think that it's super philosophical, and I think that there's a place for that in Bitcoin. 
So oh, yeah. reading his writing is something that, I don't know, it makes me hyper bullish. It makes me excited. Um, and it makes me really think. Um, and it's not, it's not talking about throughput. It's not talking about OPSEC. It's not talking about, it's talking about really bigger picture internal things. And that, that gets me excited. So that, that, that's one person. Cool. Um, the next person, maybe a little bit lesser known, doesn't have quite as many followers on Twitter, but oh my God, he, he's been on a couple of pods. His name is Eric Kaysen, E-R-I-K-C-A-S-O-N. And he is nope. a uh, next level thinker. Um, his website is cryptosovereignty.org, I believe. Um, but he has got a body of work I first came across it because Nick Carter, also one of my favorites, he put it out there. He said, he put a tweet out. I came across this guy. You've got to follow his work. He's very underfollowed, um, but he is by far got one of the most intellectual, just really philosophical um, blogs and just body of work about crypto and Bitcoin specifically um, that I've come across. So, uh, those two guys are two of my favorites, but I mean, honestly, they're Parker Lewis, you name it, Nick Carter. Those two guys are just so thoughtful. And then, um, my God, I, I'm just <laughs> looking through the list of authors that are on the website and there's so many thoughtful people. Insane, um, huh? It's, really, it's insane. The body of work around Bitcoin is absolutely crazy. Got to give a uh, give a shout out also to uh, to Dan Held. Right. Oh my gosh! Of course, Dan and uh, yeah, and Brandon Quidham, right? You know, for sure. Give a shout out to those guys. The uh, the body of work that uh, that they've both done, which I I still, um, I'd love to get those both of those guys on a podcast because you. Oh, know, you'll get them. You'll get them. Hang Br- in there, Brandon. I, um, I mean, I, I've done work. I've done the interview separately, but I'm saying together because you know Dan mm. did the uh, planting Bitcoin and oh yeah, and Brandon did the uh, the mycelium uh, comparison. So you know, it's like. It's interesting, right? In yeah, sure. in in a way, you know. <laughs> so, they do. I like think that nature awesome. based. I, that, but I mean, but they make so much sense. It's just, it's really rad. Um, um, my favorite article, though, like seriously, one of my favorite articles from 2019. Yeah. The uh, Drew Von and his uh, Bitcoin astronomy. Yes, that absolutely. That article, amazing. I'm like, I love sci-fi. But man, that article had me going so excited thinking about the future. So deep, huh? Oh my god, that w- that was so killer. That was one of my favorites. I I love the articles that you sit there and as you're reading it, you kind of like picture yourself in this alternate universe in that article. <laughs> you know, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's... it was it was so sci-fi, but it, at the same time, um, it was very logical and the reasoning behind you know why why certain distances matter from the earth. Anyway, for those of you who have not read it, I'm sure Phil is going to link to it. So yeah, uh, read, read the, read these articles. Yes. We're going to, we're going to post links in the show notes for the, uh, for the listeners, but um, okay. We're going to go back to something that, uh, that you said just before, Sure. Um, you know, because Gigi and I totally agree. Of course, I also have his book and I recommend it to everybody, especially noobs, because not everybody wants to read. Uh, yeah. I want to, touch on that point not everybody comes at it from the technical angle it's like i'm technical but i'm also philosophical so for me bitcoin touches on both of those aspects but to your point 
not everybody wants to read about throughput and UTXOs and, you know, like uh, in coin joins and stuff like that. You know, there's there is the philosophical aspect of Bitcoin, but you were discussing um, something about spirituality. So I, sure. I kind of want to touch on that. What uh, what's going on there? So um, thanks for asking this, because it's something that I definitely it's kind of far out there. But between Gigi and Brother Friar Hass, um, they've kind of. I don't know. I feel like they've kind of taken the mantle for this thought leadership around Bitcoin as a religion. And I mean, first of all, you know, the word religion is off-putting for me personally, because I'm a recovering Catholic and I'm not trying to fit anybody, you know, it's just kind of like the whole organization and, you know, controlling your thought. It's kind of, that was off-putting for me as, as a religion, but um, the, the uh, angle that they're coming at it from, if you look up, you know, the actual Webster dictionary definition of religion, Bitcoin is a religion. If you look at it from that point of view. Um, so for me, just hearing what they have to say about how, it, you know, the mind virus and how um, it, we are giving to Bitcoin and Bitcoin is giving back to us. I, I'm totally in agreement with that. And I think those guys are really, they're, they're pushing people maybe to an uncomfortable place. And I think that's an okay thing. I think it's okay to be uncomfortable and I appreciate what they're doing. And um, kind of after reading and listening to these guys, what they have to say, I, I, I agree with them. I find myself nodding my head and um, I, I kind of like in Bitcoin Besides just religion, I kind of see it um, as a likeness to Freemasonry. And I, I don't know if you saw that one coming, but I. Oh, yeah. I was a. I am a first degree Freemason. I've joined that probably like a decade ago. And for just certain reasons, I wasn't able to continue my progression. I would like to. Uh, but I also did college fraternity. But a lot of the, the morals and virtues and lessons that you learn in both, you know, college fraternity and Freemasonry, I see in a lot of the things, a lot of the memes that Bitcoiners talk about. Yep. You know, you talk, lower time preference literally translates to a lot of moral things. Absolutely. So I think that there's a lot to be said about that. And I think that those guys are on to something. I think they're on to something big. And so I started a small little personal just GitHub thinking about the Bitcoin ritual, thinking about it in context of what Freemasonry is and like how would a how what would a Bitcoin ritual look like? What are some of the morals and virtues? Um, so it was just kind of a thought experiment and something I'm playing around with. But I'm, I'm super fascinated uh, with that whole side of Bitcoin. And, um, you know, some some people might be listening thinking, yeah, you know, shut up. Who cares? Just religion is silly. Uh, but I think that in my personal experience, it, Bitcoin has meant a lot. And I think it has made me a better person. It's made me think about life differently. It's made me just the, the single thing that changed changed me was the lower time preference. Just there's so many things that go along with it. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. It, it does lead to more. And I've I mean, I, I've said this also as well many, many times. It, I, I believe that it um, it incentivizes, you know, higher quality activity. It incentivizes, you know, just higher quality, let's say, ideas 
right? Sure. Because you're you're not just trying to quote unquote you know get the quick fix and move on. So you know as a result, it, it ends up creating I, I'd say longer lasting, maybe we'll say better things. So at least that that's the way I picture what Bitcoin will bring in the future. But it's really cool that um, that that you you found uh, symbolism um, uh, symbolism comparisons between Freemasonry and Bitcoin. Uh, philosophy because I I mean I um, I practice uh, or used to practice um, we'll say uh, hermetic magic which um, essentially combines uh, Freemasonry and you know Freemasonic rituals uh, sure. with uh, we'll say um, transcendental magic and uh, breathing exercises and whatnot so it's it's very interesting because to me um, Bitcoin does somehow manage to to fit into this because of I guess we'll say because of its qualities and because of what it incentivizes. Sure. So it, no, it, I, I, I find agree. that very interesting, you know? I And I, I want to go a, a step further. Um, my my wife, she has to listen to me talk about Bitcoin all the time. But um, <laughs> The poor wives. I know, the poor wives. But my <laughs> wife is a Bitcoiner for sure. Nice. She loves it when I'm stacking. She actually wears an open dime around her neck. I got her on a gold chain. <laughs> So, uh, she, she's all in for sure. Um, I mean, she's not like, she's not like stacking herself, but she encourages me on my stacking, but, um, she is like (laughs) a practicing, uh, white witch. So, Oh, cool. Oh, she, she's definitely into magic and in her exploration and listening to me, she is working on a piece, uh, the witch's case for Bitcoin. It's going to be an article, but I think it's super fascinating because when you think about Bitcoiners, uh, you know, they're, they're the lower time preference itself, our desire to seek out the most energy efficient sources for mining, um, it, it literally encourages you know, not polluting, taking care of the earth. Um, and a lot of virtues that witches you know they want to take care of mother gaia you know it's, it's just crazy so my wife she she's super super bullish and she's got something in the works on uh that front so oh. that should be interesting to see from a witch's point of view the witch's case for bitcoin that's fantastic man that is yeah. absolutely awesome um i actually so it's interesting right uh, my wife is actually the i'd say similar um, sure. Also, uh, also, uh, we'll say a witch, and uh, also into uh, you know, like she's not, she doesn't stack herself. She has some sats, um, but you know, is also like uh, very supportive of my stacking. And and it's sure. it's just interesting, right? That like these, I, I'd say that there's many, many uh, people in Bitcoin that just are outside the you know just outside the normal ring, like the we'll say a little bit more like the the, the critical thinkers. You know, sure. So that's pretty interesting, yeah, and, and I'm excited yeah. to read that piece that your wife's gonna write, man. Like, no pressure, but like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, she... well, I'm thinking it. I'm just talking to her. I've talked to her so many times about it, and she's she's got something cooking. But it'll be interesting because, you know, like, there's a whole, you know, new group of people. It's it's Bitcoin's marketing engine is is the users, and there you go maybe you're able to connect with a whole group of people who have never even thought about or considered a case for Bitcoin. So I don't know that there's, there's tons of other groups out there that are just waiting to be tapped. Absolutely. 
you know i i mean let, let's be honest the, you know people i i think that if if people really understood their their money right if if the average po- person understood fiat currency and understood bitcoin i i really believe that people would actually choose to use a higher quality of money you know no doubt i i, I mean it's it's just I, I think people okay sure the average person they say doesn't care but let's be honest we we've been fairly indoctrinated not to care I mean you know my my parents my parents told me to just not really ask any I mean you know when I'd sit there and be like you know who makes the money well the government makes the money and it's that's just the way it is mm-hmm. you know like and you're like oh the government makes the money and and you don't really think about the fact of like what is actually happening behind that curtain and you know what what's really going on and that you're actually getting poorer because they control the money supply i agree i mean you know? i'm nodding my head i mean it's it's just so true and you know, unfortunately it just takes a little bit of i don't know um you you've got to seek it out you've got to just kind of seek it out on your own and it doesn't happen for everyone at the same time and i can't remember who coined the phrase but Everyone will find Bitcoin at the exact perfect time when they're supposed to. I think Gigi said that. Yeah. Um, but every, everyone will find it when they're supposed to find it. And that's fine. And that's kind of interesting because over the past probably 24 months, I have just been so like raising my hand to talk about Bitcoin to people and kind of probably, in, I don't know, not annoying, but <laughs> my real, my meat world friends don't give a shit. And that's okay. But now I've, I've literally over the probably past like three or four months, just kind of chilled out, you know, like they'll find it when they need to find it. And I'm going to keep doing the best that I can to spread the good word and um, to keep my project going and keep archiving because that means a lot to me and they'll find it when they need to find it. And that'll be okay. It isn't my job to find it for them. So. It's interesting that you say that, right? Um, let me ask you this. Have there been any friends that you've gotten into Bitcoin and like, let's say, um, you know, even shitcoin and let's say they, you know, kind of look at it as like stocks, like they, they really just don't get it. Uh, so and, and you and you just don't know how answer, to show them what it is. <laughs> you know, the answer is that I have to talk to countless people friends in the real world and uh there's no one who's like converted as far as like as far as i am who like really is all in on the revolution which is fine and they'll get it when they want um it's i i still hear a lot of fud and i i respond with the right answers and I don't know. I, I think I told you in a, a DM, I'm in a really small market. I'm, I'm located in Arkansas and the, the local meetup scene is atrocious. It is, <laughs> um, it is literally just a couple crazy country speculators. A couple of them subscribe to some paid groups and they come and they show just shit coins. And a couple times I've been there and I just bite my lip and listen because I just want to be around someone, people who like give a shit so I finally, I quit going. I started a new Bitcoin only meetup. Um, there's, I literally started it probably two weeks ago. We've got about 10 people signed up. So we're, we're going to have our first meetup soon. But in the real world, I haven't had a lot of luck converting people. Just there just hasn't been a lot of interest here locally. And there's just, I don't know, man, just not a lot of 
<laughs> thought about that here, man. It's it's so painful. I feel like I'm uh, probably in like the most hardcore Bitcoiner in the state. You feel like you're sure. on an island, right? I do, yeah. It's, and I think the second most hardcore is my wife. <laughs> it's it definitely. Hey, so if they're if yeah. you're out there listening, and you are in Arkansas or the surrounding states, hit me up, please, and let's have a cold beer because I need some brotherhood. Cool, cool. We're gonna provide your uh, your Twitter contact <laughs> details. No doubt, no doubt. So, uh, so somebody can get in touch with you and uh, hang out and talk about Bitcoin. And uh, I, I'm not gonna dox the. Uh, there, there is a local Bitcoiner, one local Bitcoiner to me here, uh, who actually listens to my podcast, and uh, it's pretty cool. So I'll give a shout out to him. He'll know who he is. Right and, on. Uh, yeah. So I'm pretty lucky. I do have I have one Bitcoiner that lives nearby, but I, you know what, like. I'm actually I'm in Massachusetts and um, I I know that there's actually quite a few Bitcoiners that live, let's say, like an hour away from me or an hour and a half. So there there are some decent ones, but I've never actually been to uh, to any of the meetups. So it's uh, it's pretty bad Get in the car and go do it. I know, but I'm I'm too lazy. (laughs) I mean, we're all we're all remote anyway. So, you know, so. So much easier to just do this, but I'm but I'm willing to go fly somewhere for a conference, which no makes, doubt, which makes no sense. So you know, <laughs> but but yeah, it uh, it. So to go back to what you were saying about the meat space, okay. So like I, I've managed to get a few people into Bitcoin, but to your point, it, it's interesting, right? Like like you said, like and you know they'll they'll get it when they get it, but then you sometimes feel like they're never actually going to get it, and by the time they get it. It'll just be so far out of reach, you know. Sure. Like, do you? And by you know? far out of reach, you mean the price? Yeah. Or do you mean something else? No, I mean the price. Yeah. I, I mean, I, yeah, because because of inflation and because of the way you know, like because of the way they produce sure. money. Yeah. I I agree, and I mean, I've I've I haven't been around Bitcoin long enough to where I've ever just you know provided a faucet of Bitcoin or, you know, just gave Bitcoin away to friend, you know, I, I haven't been around that long, so I'd never experienced that. And I've heard some older emojis talk about, you know, like I don't do that anymore because people generally either they care or they don't care. And I think that's true. Um, so I'm, I'm becoming a bit more, I don't know. I'm, yeah. I feel like I'm getting a bit hardened on if you care, then I'll, I'll care about putting some time into you. But now, man, I'm just kind of taking a stance of backing off from the real world friends. And if it comes up in conversation, I'll have that conversation. But I I found a long time ago, just with politics in general, back in the Ron Paul days, I was so just loud and ready to fight and argue about politics. And I learned a long time ago that that's not the way to be, you know, I know what I believe and I know that I'm right. (laughs) <laughs> and uh i you know and that's okay and i'm kind of unfortunately i wish i would have just known that with bitcoin but now i'm personally starting to feel that way that hey i'm coming at peace with my personal understanding of bitcoin and what it means to me and i think it's important and i'm going to contribute the best way i can i'm not a coder but i can talk about it be knowledgeable educate myself about it and curate it and and that's okay. And if you are a friend of mine and or an acquaintance and you want to talk about it and learn about it, I will absolutely do everything you can. But 
man, I'm really trying to just chill the fuck out. <laughs> you know, I mean, like it's taken a long time, but I'm, I don't know. It, I think it might just be personal development for myself to chill out. So two things I want to touch on what you said, right? Like uh, the, you know, one of the last things is, you know, you, you, you're not a coder, but here you are contributing. And I think that's really important because a lot of people feel that, you know, if they're, if they're not able to, you know, write code or, you know, create in that way that they can't contribute, then that's not true. You know, like that, that's just sure. not the case. So there's a lot of different ways to contribute to Bitcoin and, you know, to, you know, educate yourself and help educate others. And, um, the other, the other piece was, you know, going back to convincing people, like you said, um, yeah, I, I've also, you know, like, I don't really, I, I don't try to convince people a- anymore. I mean, I, I'll listen to their arguments, sure. you know, and cringe. Um, but it, at the end of the day, it, it's, you know what, it, you, you just, you know what, like, you, you don't need to convince them anymore. It, it's at this point, you know, this... I guess the same way that I felt when I first found Bitcoin is the way that maybe they look at it. Like it's um, they haven't come to the realization yet that it just doesn't die, you know, like and and, and I think that that's the that's the thing. Like they constantly think that this thing will just go away and it's just a fad and they find themselves, you know, another year later, another, you know, two years later and it's still there and it's chugging along and it's bringing more things in with it. So I, I think like, you know, it's like it just kind of sells itself. And like you said, you know, we're kind of like that education layer of it, you know, where we go out and spread the message. But at the end of the day, you know, once they start falling down that that rabbit hole of information, it it pretty much, you know, it stands on its own two it stands on its own two feet. <laughs> sure. No, I agree. I think that um, that that's I think that there's a lot of people similar to me, not like me, obviously, but similar to me out there that are, you know, wondering, you know, what can I give back to Bitcoin? Cause that's what I felt, you know, it, the mind virus took over and I wanted to be a part of this. And so I did the best that I could. Um, so I think that, you know, advice that I would give, it would be to educate yourself first and foremost, just do your research and then try to make real connections, try to connect with people. I know that I am just, I'm, I'm active out there on, on the internet trying to connect with people. So I'd say just raise your hand and reach out to the thought leaders because, you know, 50% of the time they're going to respond to you and give you a thoughtful answer. But try to connect with other, even people on your own level and um, because the community is real. And I think that you know relationships do matter and that helps build the network um you know not not just for bitcoin and number go up but just for you and in your mind and you know your your place with bitcoin so that that would be a couple thoughts on that itself um (laughs) so anyway yeah just just thinking out loud just where i've i've been over the past kind of two years it's crazy you know you do your homework and you um, it gets a hold of you and you just want to connect with somebody. Uh, that's, that's how I felt. And it, yep. it just took sending literally, like if you see the little envelope on someone's Twitter, send them a DM and talk to them. I would say, make the connections. Don't be afraid to raise your hand and engage because people will talk to you about this. Yeah. I think that's really key, right? Like, I mean, I, you know, it's, it's important to, uh, you know, to get out there and engage, 
You know, like that's that's definitely key because I, I could say when I first got into it, I, I pretty much for the first three months just sat there and, and scrolled through Twitter. Mm-hmm. I, I never responded to anything. And, well, yeah, right. You know, like sure. you you just you want to learn. You want to see the flow and you want to understand. And, you know, you, you want to try to figure out, you know, what's noise, what's signal and, you know, who's trying to it sell you what. To, oh, for sure. I mean, everyone's a scammer. Let's not forget. Right. That. And. <laughs> I mean, shout out to Goldstein, but what I'm, I, I mean, like you, you got to build, build your education base before you feel like you can add to a conversation. I get that. Yeah. Um, but on your way, raise your hand and participate and slide into DMs. Don't be afraid to do those things. That would be my advice. Yeah, I definitely agree. I, I definitely agree. So, so let me ask you this. Um, what, uh, I guess, what does the future hold for, for words? Like right now it's a, it's a monthly journal. Sure. Um, so right now, I mean, the goal for me, I have everyone, first of all, for everyone, um, we've got like 23 months of journals on the website, 350 plus articles, 70 different authors work have been put on here and it's all on github um but it's got a nice front end thanks to github pages and the reason i say that is because you know this is not there's no ads on this Uh, this is really just a project to preserve the writing of people who are who have thoughtful content in this space so i want to put that out there um so so that what does the future hold I think that we're going to continue doing monthly journals of capturing tweets, essays, anything kind of long form written word. We're not doing anything with pods or audio or video. That That's not the, the point of this. Uh, but a big thing is it, it comes down to bandwidth and we want to keep moving backwards towards Genesis and getting old articles into the system, into the uh, platform so that we really want to, my vision, someone said it would be the like library of Alexandria for Bitcoin. I really want to have just all the thought think pieces from the thinkers in one spot. Um, but somewhere that something that I've had a lot of success with, um, I, I've got a couple of new ideas that are coming along. So I produced last year was the Bitcoin financial journal. And essentially it's, it's 20 plus articles about different uh, Bitcoin metrics you know, like MVT ratio, stock flow ratio, you name it. Just there's all these different on-chain and off-chain metrics that people have outlined and put in long form content um, describing how they came about creating these and what the formulas are. So I put them all into like one consumable format. So if, if you're out there and you're listening and you care about learning about charting and the thought behind and metrics and on-chain and off-chain um, numbers, this might be something that'd be right up your alley. So that's interesting. That That's one thing that I created, but uh, something that I think might have some value moving forward would be author-specific journals. So I made one for Gigi. Obviously, I'm a fanboy for Gigi, but, um, and he's super open about open source everything. Uh, but you might, you might see some more author-specific, like an anthology for specific authors as their body of work continues to grow. Uh, but... Uh, something that I'm excited about is 
Bitcoin and the, the many disciplines. So we have the financial journal. I would like to see a um, maybe like a technical journal. So it kind of highlights some of the more technical articles that have been featured in words and then maybe a politic journal. So you talk about um, governance and the political and human right aspect of words. So you, I think that you might be able to see specific curation around specific topics moving forward. I mean, at the end of the day, all the, all the good stuff's going to make its way in. It just comes down to how the curation, how, how I decide to pull them together. So that, that's kind of what I'm thinking uh, moving forward. Very cool, man. That's seriously like it's one of the if you ask me that it's going forward, man, you're going to look back at this thing in five years from now and be like, you know, I managed to pull together everything to make one of the biggest Bitcoin resources that matters. So I appreciate that. I, seriously, over the past 12 months, it's exceeded expectations. I mean, the numbers aren't crazy. I mean, um, you know, the I do a, a, a monthly newsletter where I, I say I, I publish everything through Twitter and then through a newsletter. That's it. So we've got like 250 subs on the newsletter, which is fantastic. It started at zero. So I'm super thankful. I think it's awesome because people care about, you know, big cord writing and then the um, Twitter's at 500 plus. And that's, it's so awesome. But it, I mean, it started at zero and the, it shows that there's a market and there's people out there that care about, you know, this content and the the website has grown as I've learned more about the back end of it because I'm like I said I'm not a coder I'm just stumbling along um, but just to see it grow and develop um, it's been really fulfilling so I, I feel like I think Friar Hass said it um, the curators out there are like monks um, of the you know, kind of like Christian Reformation or Protestant Reformation, kind of out there pulling in all kind of works diligently, transcribing things. And I, I feel like a Bitcoin monk. I'm I'm doing God's work here, trying to pull everything together for future people. <laughs> I like that, man. That's awesome. And uh, and we appreciate it. And uh, sure, sure. Thank you very much. So um, I guess, uh, you know, before we wrap this up, do you have any, uh, do you have any final thoughts you want to uh, leave with the listeners? Uh I guess I'm going to talk about, uh, I guess something that I'm a part of that I'm, I'm like pretty excited about. I think that number one, please check out words. I think that you'll find value if you like the Bitcoin space and like learning, I think that you'll, you'll find some value there. I think that the other thing that I'm kind of helping out with is a, a little startup called LNPay.co. It's essentially a paywall uh, built on lightning. I think that Brady talks about it in the past too, but me and Tim, we've uh, got quite a good relationship on Telegram, been working with him on the marketing side of things. Um, so definitely check out LNPay.co. They kind of power uh, some of the donation side and distribution for the newsletter um, as far as make a donation and download the PDF of the journal. So I think that uh, Tim and LNPay, they got a bright future. Um, but besides that, man, super bullish, super excited. I think that uh, we are really on the dawn of the Bitcoin revolution. I, 
it's not going anywhere. Number is going up, and that's fine. <laughs> it can go as slow as the one. I wish it would go down so I could stack some more sats. I know. <laughs> um, but I'm just telling you, it's it's exciting to be a part of it because I think that we've got a generation of people that just wanted to be a part of something to, to bring a change, and this is our chance. Um, Satoshi gave us something really, really moral and awesome, so let's let's take it. This this is our chance to bring some change around the world. Right on, absolutely. So look, man, thank you so much for uh, for taking the time to uh, to come on my show. I really appreciate it. Sure, this was fantastic experience. I appreciate it. Cool. What's going on, Bitcoin accumulation country? My name is Phil. This is the Fun with Bitcoin podcast. We're in season three, and this is episode six. Hope everybody enjoyed my crazy discussion with Joe Rogers. I, I definitely enjoyed his uh, his rabbit hole story. I was not expecting that, and I uh, was definitely not expecting us to go where we went with uh, all the uh, you know the Freemasonry and uh, witchcraft and stuff like that. So it was definitely really cool. Anyways, um, I'm gonna post uh, links to uh, to words in the show notes, and if you want to reach me, I'm um, on Twitter and Telegram at Coin Icarus. If you want to reach me by email, it's coinicarus at funwithbitcoin.com. And if you want to support the show, you can head on over to moetarags.com. Go to All Clothing and then Fun With Bitcoin Podcast and check out our merch. All right, everyone. Catch you next time. <laughs>